This episode of the Stygian Chronicles is brought to you in collaboration with One for Paul, a podcast where a non-pop culturist reviews pop culture with the help of friends, comedians and nemeses. Search One for Paul on Spotify, iTunes, Acast or wherever good podcasts are found. More details can be found on Twitter at One for Paul. But right now, it's time for... The Stygian Chronicles. Hello there. It's good to see you. Oh, it looks like we have a visitor this evening. Don't move. She can get skittish, and has been known to nip. This is Bessie. She's one of the arachnid family. Very useful in preventing beetles and weevils from eating up the many tomes of my collection. See? There she goes. Off on the hunt. Which brings us to tonight's story about how a lack of respect for our tiny friends can lead to a creepy, crawly crisis. This story is called Ants. Ben Pearsall first saw them at the bottom of the drive where the asphalt had been torn away by the combination of the harsh winter and the big tyres of the oil delivery truck. They had a substantial hill in progress, six inches across the centre and an inch high. Ants. Ants he didn't need. The goddamn moles were bad enough. His lawn already had more soft spots than a weak old melon. So he drew back his foot and kicked making the dirt fly up in a waist-high arc. That got him. They poured from the hole like a thick black thread, running in panic at the cataclysm that had ripped off the top of their city. Ben chuckled and began to stomp. In a minute, the tiny scurrying motions had ended, though a few survivors still ran for cover, and a multitude of wounded writhed in the furrows made by Ben's vibram souls. He turned and walked, smiling toward the house, the mail tucked under his arm. That was fun. But not as much fun as when he was a kid and had dripped candle wax on the ants one at a time. In a few seconds, you could peel the dried wax off the sidewalk and put a petrified ant in your pocket. Ben used to take a bunch to school, where they made unheralded appearances in the urinal, Mrs Donovan's pencil cup, and Sheila Brown's milk. But time had passed. He'd grown up, gotten married, gotten divorced, gotten tired. Small pleasures were all he could afford now. Alimony and child support allowed little else. A case of beer a week, an occasional movie, a very occasional role with Mindy, the waitress at the anchor, and whatever else he could find to amuse himself, like stomping ants. Inside, 
He opened up a bud and flopped on the sofa with a copy of Ms. Harriet's two-year subscription was still going strong. He frowned at the article titles and picked up Sports Illustrated instead. He had barely opened the magazine when his nose started to itch. He looked down its broad length and noticed a small black dot at the point where his vision crossed. Thinking it might be a misplaced period on the page, he wiggled both his eyes and the magazine. But, instead of disappearing, the dot took a few tentative steps upward on the oily film that coated Ben's proboscis. Annette! He yelled, and smashed himself lustily on the nose. When he examined what stuck to his fingers, he found that it was indeed an ant. Or rather, crushed bits of ant head, ant thorax, and ant legs. Yuck, he said, and snapped the debris away. Halfway through his article on football draft choices, his head started to itch. Right at the thin patch he called his crown, and Harriet had called his bald spot. Whatever the appellation, it itched like a bitch. So he scratched madly and came away with something beneath his nail that was too dark to be dandruff. Too dark. And too wiggly. Another one? Jesus! He crushed the interloper, flinging its corpse to join its friend in the thick and tangled jungle of ten-year-old shag carpet. Where the hell did he come from? Mused Ben, looking about for an answer. When he glanced at the left foot he'd so dapperly propped on the coffee table, he found it. His boot was swarming with little black bodies that were quickly disappearing between pantcuff and sock. Gah! He shouted as the hair-like legs patted over the skin of his calf. He sat up faster than when the detective Harriet had hired surprised him at the Sunrise Motel and started to smack his legs together vigorously. When the tickling had diminished, he examined the source of the problem, unlacing the boot and turning it over. The thick depression of the vibrant soul still sheltered dozens of the little hangers-on. Ben, now smacking his thighs, ran outside where he smashed the boot against the sidewalk and kept smashing until nothing remained but a nondescript blob of formic acid. That'll show you, little buggers. Wow! He cried as a survivor fastened its appendage wow! to Ben's appendage. Wow! Ben danced about frantically, his hand thrust between waistband and belly until he finally snagged the ant and crushed it. Then, leaving his boots outside, he went into the house, where he immediately shed his clothes, threw them in the washing machine, and ran into the bathroom. In the shower, he made the water as hot as he could stand it, rubbed and scrubbed his skin raw with Harriet's old loofah, and stuck his fingers into his scalp until it tingled on the edge of pain. Then he rinsed thoroughly, turned off the faucet, and stepped onto the mat. There, goddammit, that was better. No more ants on him. But as he toweled himself dry, he became aware of a slight itching in his hair. He scratched, and a small ant fell out. Then another. And another. Gasping, he staggered back, his legs bumping against the side of the tub so that he toppled backwards into it, his bare buttocks striking the porcelain with a loud smack. He still had the towel, and now he saw that it was swarming with ants, dozens and dozens of them making an ever-changing pattern on the blue cloth. 
Throwing it from him, he stood up in the tub, naked and trembling. They were entering the bathroom by the hundreds, so thick that they seemed like a living mass of tar rolling towards the edge of the bath. Ben grabbed the faucet handles and wrenched them on, sending hot water streaming over his body, washing down the drain the few ants that had made it into the tub. Several more dropped over the edge and were swept straight into the plumbing. After that, the others stopped, and Ben could read an angry wariness in the multitude of black specks that stood between him and the door. A minute passed while the water roared down and the room filled with steam. Then a single ant started up the wall, and others followed, until a blob of darkness two feet square moved to the ceiling, over and across the room, and stopped directly above the cowering form of Ben Pearsall. Ants lay like a sheet on the floor, clung overhead to the ceiling, flowed in a wave under the crack of the door. Hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of ants. Ben Pearsall cried, his voice lengthened and curved by his terror and the thunder of the shower. Please stop, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll do whatever you want, whatever. He collapsed sobbing in the bottom of the tub, each hot droplet of water stinging him like a tiny mandible. The ants watched and smiled a collective smile. Later that afternoon, people at the Acme Market started to wonder about Ben Pearsall. They wondered why he looked so pale and nervous. They wondered why he bought six cases of pancake syrup. And they wondered, on such a hot summer day, how Ben Pearsall could wear a thick, black, shiny scarf wrapped tightly around his neck and still be shivering. There you are. You have to respect our insectoid brethren, for the good they do us every day. And don't forget, they are always around us, in the tiniest spaces, watching. Good night, and take care. You never know what's out there. The Stygian Chronicles was written, performed, and sound designed by SoundMat73. The story Ants was written by Chet Williamson, copyright 1987 by Chet Williamson, and first appeared in Twilight Zone magazine. The role of Ben Pearsall was played by Paul Drolet from the One for Paul podcast available on Acast. If you want to help support the Stygian Chronicles, you can find us on social media at the Stygian Chronicles. 